Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Mile Takes NBA show. I am your elated host, Matt Jamchak, joined as always by Squid Anthony Gabriella. How are you doing today, Squid? I, I am uh, doing well up in the great north. The cold here is probably knocking out any viruses coming my way. So the reason I am elated is because, uh, sorry if any of you guys watch soccer, but Liverpool, my arch nemesis rival, was just knocked out of the uh, Champions League on their home turf. On their home turf, they're the best team in, in the world all year, and oh, you hate to see it. You hate to see it's good them losing to uh, to let it go Madrid on their home turf, right? Sounds like a big choke job there, honestly. It is a big choke job. You know who else enjoys big choke jobs, Squid? The Boston Celtics, baby. The Boston Celtics. The last, the last time we talked, we uh, we talked right after the Nets, right? Then they beat the Cavs. Yeah, we called it the worst loss of the of the season. Beating the Cavs, I'm you know what? Even though I think they did cover, they did win. I'm still not even. I'm not. I'm still considering that a choke job. But since then, so how much of the Jazz Celtics game did you watch from Saturday night? I watched the whole thing. I watched the whole thing as well. What was your main takeaway? Because I have a couple. Um, I, I, I think Kemba Walker does not look right. I think that that's the main takeaway from these three past three games, that Kemba Walker got severely outplayed by, by Mike Conley. And, I mean, obviously Mike Conley's a good player. But it's one thing if, like, and Donovan Mitchell played, like, shit too. It was Mike Conley. It was Jordan Clarkson. And I think it, it really – I know that Conley wasn't or Kemba wasn't guarding Conley a lot. I know that he was on there a little bit because he had, you know, smart on Mitchell. But I think like the main thing to take away, like remember I said last week, is is Kemba playing good enough on offense to negate his his just total lapse on defense? I know you said yeah, he's getting steals, he's you know, uh, you know, chipping at the ball, but Kemba's been horrible since he came back from injury. Yeah, I mean that's that's terrifying. I. It's not, I, I know it has to do with the knee because he's been playing worse, but he's been you know, shooting terribly. That's the yeah, main thing. I'd rather see him do this now than in, in May. So, yeah, I, well, that's the thing. We are in an extremely important run right now where we have to catch the Raptors because they it wasn't out today that in three weeks, Ben Simmons will be, or actually, no, it was he'll be out at least three more weeks, Ben Simmons. But all I know is that I don't want to play a Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid Sixers in the first round. No, that's that's the last thing Celtics fans. And right now we it's, fell. I believe terrifying. we're I believe we're three and a half games back at Toronto. Is that right? We're we're three back right now. All right. Do we? Do you think we have any chance of of, of capturing him? Catching? Yeah, we do because we play Toronto head to head. Um, win that one. We have a tiebreaker over them too. So if we win that game, we secure the tiebreaker. We then we're only two games back. Toronto has a much harder schedule than we do. They still have to play an LA team. They still have to play. The Rockets, um, the Bucks twice. They have a tough schedule. They have them I mean, in We also have the Bucks tomorrow night. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm supposed to be going to that game, which I don't know if it's going to happen anymore. Oh yeah, well, I'll have plenty of Corona talk later. But no, has Milwaukee or Wisconsin had any um, any outbreaks? There's one case there, so I'm hoping they're not going to cancel the game. But I'm scared they're going to because I spent some money on those tickets. Have they canceled your your school yet? Um. All the surrounding schools around me have, but our school sent the message out today saying we are not canceling. We are going to keep going as planned. Are your classes all online? Yeah, so that's fine. I mean, it doesn't affect me at all. What all if – So one of my cohort hey. today messaged saying, hey, I noticed they're canceling schools. Do you think this is going to affect our class? And I was like, dude, we're online. <laughs> but like, could this affect you graduating? I, I don't think so. I hope not. That'd be hilarious if you had to do another semester in, in Wisconsin. Would, it would not be funny. <laughs> All right. So 
after that, we had the Thunder game on Sunday. I admit I had a very busy Sunday. Did not catch a lot of it. Um, what were your main take? I, I, this loss, I did catch the end, so I saw the most important part. It was really just we couldn't hit any of the big shots. We couldn't guard fucking Chris Paul or Schroeder to save our lives. So that's another guard to the two guard defenses that we just haven't been able to contain, whether it's Kemba or, as you've been very vocal about on Twitter, Smart has been playing great defense later, later easily. Um, so I guess my main takeaway from that game is we're really struggling against guards. But are there enough good guards in the East to really give us trouble? And I think the team that we played last night is a team that could really expose us. Or what a, but when you look at the other big teams, you know, Milwaukee's obviously not their guard play. Uh, but Bledsoe can score. Um, Toronto, Lowry's not their primary scorer, but he's definitely, you know, he's an all-star. I don't know. I think the best, the best um, you know, backcourt in the NBA, or in, sorry, in the East, is Indiana. Would you agree with that or no? I, I think it's in Boston. What? With Kemba and Smart? I, I we yeah, I, I guess it's, it's really just like a, a, or a matter Kemba of and like Brown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I guess it's really a question of you know, what, what positions they play, but that's really right. not here. Nor but there. Indiana's probably – you're right. Besides us, Indiana's probably the best. I'm also not scared of them at all because our wings – I mean, Jalen's, Jalen's a I know. defender for guards. So. I know, but he's hurt. He's, he's hurt. Right. Kemba's hurt. Just, I, I, ra- I, don't th- I would I pro- rather have his injury than Ben Simmons back. Like, Jalen's going to yes, be back. Yeah. My point is we can't just say I, – I think that we – a couple weeks ago we've been taking for granted saying, oh, once Kemba's back to health, once Jalen's back to health, we'll be fine. What if they just don't come back? I mean, we haven't done it all year, so why would we? I guess so. So, so uh, I mean, do you have any, been unhealthy all year. Do you have any other main takeaways from that Thunder game? I, th- I think it's a – you know, I it's do. a tough loss against a good team, but I, my biggest issue, and I don't, this might be, I, I have no idea if I'm right or wrong on this or not, but Brad Stevens is maybe the worst timeout guy in NBA history. Yeah. He is so bad at stopping runs with timeouts. He needs to hire a guy on the bench that's just good at knowing when to call timeouts, and that's literally it. Brad Stevens is great at coaching his team up, great at strategy, great at the X's and O's at the timeout plays. He is terrible at timeouts. And I, when I mean terrible, he is horrific at calling timeouts. Just and the thing is, this has been like a big knock on him for literally since he's become a guy, the Celtics head coach for the past five, six years. And he really hasn't improved at all. And like it, it becomes like a, like a recurring joke, especially on like Twitter, that Brad has no idea when to call timeouts. But he truly doesn't. And I don't think it can be overstated enough how bad he is at knowing when to kill momentum. Because these teams just go on these runs like, like they did, um, like of, like the Pacers last night, and you know countless times before the Nets last week. So, I, is that something? I feel like that's one of the easiest fucking things in the world to fix. No, <laughs> just yeah, just call a timeout and let them run. It's not that hard. But a lot of the time, we're at, we're at home when this is happening. So how is this happening? The biggest the biggest thing for me is. I know what he's doing with a lot of these lines. He's, he's testing out a lot of lineups, and he's trying to, like, see what's going to work best for when it comes to be playoff time, which I understand because he knows we're going to be a two or three seed. At the same time, I don't think Brad Stevens is putting a priority on us needing the two seed. I don't know why, but it doesn't seem like he is, and he needs to do that. Yeah. And honestly, right now, I'd put the – obviously, this is, you know, the Raptors are three games up. I'd put us at – I don't know. I'd say the Raptors are, like, minus – 300 odds to get the two seed over us i do not feel good about the way we're playing right now i I would have to take a peek at the schedule obviously like you said but even i mean against bad teams like or not even bad like 
seems like they're like there are playoff like the Thunder is a playoff team, the Nets are a playoff team, but I don't know. It's starting to get ugly. We didn't look great against Cleveland either. Obviously, we we're playing the fucking G League roster, but still, we all yeah. I mean, I don't. I I really don't think there's much to do with like the matchups. Are, I mean, we're playing. It's it's the dog days of the NBA year. It sucks. We're losing some bad games. At the same time, I I do think tomorrow night if we can beat the Bucks, it might. And Giannis is playing. It turns things around, and it's a better outlook for us. What is but, the status on Giannis? Do you know? It seems like he's questionable, but it seems like he's trending in the right direction. All right. Um. But I do – if the Celtics lose that game, I think they're out of the, out of the two-seed race. Yeah, I, I'd agree with that. Um, and if that's the case, just keep make sure you get the make sure you get the three-seed and make sure that Kemba gets his rest. Is that what you'd want? I mean, if, if we're going to be locked in at the three and we're – I mean, we're of, only two games above the Heat. Well, we're technically three because we have a tiebreaker, so it just makes it automatically three. Sure. So if we can gain a little more of an edge on Miami while at the same time not being able to catch Toronto, like I'm, I'm okay with Kemba sitting out another week and getting that knee full back, fully back to strength because we need him at full strength. So here's a question I'll pose, and this is a question we pose every week, but the entire fucking NBA changes every week. Would you rather risk it against the possibility of Ben Simmons or Embiid, uh, or who would you rather play in the first round? A, you know, an injured Ben Simmons with a arrested and slash or unhealthy Embiid or against the Pacers, who old Victor Oladipo might be back. Who would you rather no, play in the I, first round? I play Oladipo every time in the Pacers, every single time, seven days a week. Even even with Simmons. Okay, all right. I, I, I don't. They, dude, they can't guard us. They they can't guard our wings at all. They can't do it. They last night, like I know they had flat. They had a run at the end there, and this, yeah. I think it was just the Celtics letting the pressure get to them. But I mean. Yeah, we, I guess their wing defense is so bad that somehow Gordon Hayward scored 27 points. I mean, if you want to flip it that way, you can. <laughs> since Gordon, spin cycle here. Since Gordon Hayward has been announced he's having a boy finally, um, he has averaged 24.5 and 7 a game. So uh, we got, so we got he, a little Van Fleet action going on here. So he's sexist is what you're saying. He's had, he's, he's had a lot of girls. He just, he just wanted a, a boy also. He just wanted to balance it out a little bit. No, oh, yeah. The, the Van Fleet variable is something that will be studied for the next 10 decades of, in the NBA of having a child. I think it's the biggest thing going around. Like the Van Fleet now Hayward thing where like they get better after having a kid is like just as big of a story right now as the coronavirus. All right. Let's, uh, so let's talk about the Pacers game last night. Jesus Christ. That's all, really all I had to say. Just what the fuck. Um, before we get, talk about the collapse we had, I think that, um, you know, if you're a casual NBA fan, and of course I try to watch as much as possible, but by no means am I watching a lot of Pacers games. And I always, like, I, I check the stack, I check the box scores of every single game, every single morning, and I'd always see Sabonis, you know, 24 and 12, 26 and 13, 28 and 10. And I'm like, oh, wow, this guy's putting up good numbers. When do you actually watch this guy play? He has such finesse and touch and skill around the rim. And he's such a you – no, know, he just – he's not the best defender, but he gets in the right position. Sabonis is a star, and I probably just – we haven't been talking about him enough, even though he – I mean, he was an all-star. But that guy has just tremendous amounts of skill that really resembles Jokic without the passing, and he doesn't have, like, the, the girth of Jokic. But Sabonis is a fucking superstar. Yeah, he's really uh, – I'll give him – I think he's a star. I wouldn't give him a superstar. All right. <laughs> I, I think he's like a he's an all-star player. He's really good. I don't think he's like a oh, this guy is the best player on the court every time he steps on the floor. Yeah, it's yeah. I, I'm not saying that, but there there are plenty of people like that. Right. And I think Daniel Tice 
And I know, and I I know he had his buckets last night, but Daniel Tice did a decent job with him. He did, and I I think it really just boils down to is the Celtics have been weak. I feel like I feel like this season could have gone off the rails ten different times, and I feel like Danny Daniel obviously Jason Tatum, but I feel like Daniel Tice has been a, a, like probably the most second the second most consistent player on this team after Tatum. Is that crazy to say? Especially the second no, half not. of the year. Second half of the year. He saved the game last night. Yeah, he's a great low post defender. That three? Yeah, of course. That was, yeah, they, yeah, they gave him all. The, I can first of all, I can't believe Hayward passed out of that. That's like I know that was a dunk. Hayward is he scared of of layups at the end of the game or dunks at the end of the game? No, I think I I legitimately I and I'm not saying this to defend him. I legitimately think he wanted a three because we were down three. That's crazy. You take the two every time, but hey, it worked out. Daniel Tice. Daniel is, Tice was wide open. I know, but he also doesn't shoot threes. He's he's been okay. Um, let me let me let me see. If I had to is. guess, he's like thirty three percent. He's thirty four on one attempt a game. So yeah, not terrible. But yeah, so that he'll was knock a, down when every once in a while when you need him to. That was a ballsy shot from Tice, and that guy impresses me more and more because he's another guy that you think he's just some big lug, but no, he has touch. He has high basketball IQ, and yeah, he's a talented guy. And he's another guy. He finishes around the rim. He's a. Uh, I, I think that the Celtics have a lot of guys that can finish around the rim besides, like, Kemba. And Hayward, Hayward can. He just refuses to. <laughs> I need, I, I need one, one other thing. Marcus Smart needs to shoot the ball less. Yeah. We I, have too many scores. Like, he, I get it when Jalen's out in, I don't know, like one of, like, Tatum or Hayward or Kemba are out also. Then, obviously, Smart needs to take his fair amount of shots. But when all those guys are playing, just dial it back a little bit, buddy. Please, just – Someone say something to him, and it he seems sh- like Brad Stevens doesn't want to, but he needs to shoot less. His his uh, three point percentage is down from last year, from thirty six point four to thirty four point eight uh, this year. But he's also taking um, like three point six more attempts a game, so he's taking way more and hitting them at a far lower rate. And in my in my eyes, with how many scores we have, with with like the the jumps that Jalen and Tatum have, having Kemba Walker. Smart. These shots for Smart should be open, and they are open. And he still just doesn't miss them. He, I, he just. I feel like he should only be taking them when he's wide open because these contested ones are just. I know they're drive killers and momentum killers, and I you know I love Smart, but this is the first time I've seen how many how many more he's taking this year, and it really has not turned out well for him. Especially at the end of games when like Tatum's on a roll and we need him to close the game out, and it's like, all right, get the ball to Tatum, get the ball to Tatum, and then all of a sudden Marcus Smart ISO pull up three with like three seconds left in the shot clock. I'm like, yeah, come on, <laughs> no, with like any other seventeen clock. seconds left in the shot clock. I know, e- either <laughs> or, and that goes back to me also being a little irate about Smart's defense. Like, if I see Defensive Player of the Year one more time on Twitter, I'm gonna block you. He's like, you cannot be the depoy and let up 40, 50, 38. 36, four straight nights to other guards. You can't do that. Yeah. I mean, obviously, he's not guarding him the whole time, but he is the primary defender. And, yeah, and, that, and that's like what he prides himself on, and he has and, not been good at it. And Oladipo, like, announced himself back after giving fucking Smart the Blues last night. <laughs> right. I, I don't think – I think Smart's really good at making, like, team defensive plays and those highlight real defensive plays, but I don't think he's, like, as good of an on-ball defender as everyone thinks he is. So, last night, we're up 73-56 to 56, about midway through the third quarter. We ended up somehow being down by three late, late in the fourth quarter. I want to – what do you think is the, has been the main reason for us just, you know, shitting the bed with these big leads? Do you think we just take the foot off the gas too much? Do you think 
Brad doesn't keep the starters in, or is it another, or is it just a combination of all these things as well as Brad not knowing when to call a timeout? Well, besides the fact that every time Enos Cantor enters the game, we lose just ten points off of our score. Don't say anything bad about Cantor. Bank will be pissed. I don't, I don't know why. Like he keeps saying it as advertised. I'm like, I don't care if it's as advertised. Yeah, he it sucks. sucks. Yeah. <laughs> sucks either way. Yeah. I'm confused. Okay. He, no, Sorry, it's, it's, Sorry, I think Bink. it's the lineups. I, I know, Big. You, you mean well. It's, it's the lineups he's doing. It has to be like, oh, let's put in like, ti- like ti- Time Lord next to Cantor. Or let's put in Cantor and <laughs> Brad Wanamaker at the same time and like have Marcus Smart be the primary scorer next to those two. I'm like, well, that's how you blow a game, Brad. Did you notice that Brad Watermaker had the undershirt on last game, I, last dude, night? I think he's trying to distract, the, to distract us from the fact that he is the worst <laughs> basketball player to ever play basketball. I really think that he's just trying anything to make him play better. He's going to any extent. <laughs> he's so bad. He is it, – it's a shame. But that kind of translates into my first – or just my – one quick question I have about the Celtics here. Do you have any last things about the Celtics? Yeah, I, I need a I need a slander Wanamaker a little bit more. All right. It was it was early in the year, and I had complimented Brad Wanamaker on saying we'd have way less wins without Brad Wanamaker. I just take that back to every fiber of my body. Brad Wanamaker is so bad at basketball. <laughs> what game was it that he, he? There was a game. I think it was the Utah game where he was he needed to hit a three at the end, and he just like shot it really fast when he was wide open and it was really short. And then literally the next person down, Tatum wide open, looks him off, takes another three and airballs about like four feet. And I was like, <laughs> I was yelling at my TV, like angry because Brad Wanamaker is so bad at basketball. Please sign a point guard. Anyone else, Jamal Crawford, Isaiah Thomas, J.R. Smith, anyone but Brad Wanamaker. Wait, can you, are, is it, are we, uh, you can't sign anyone and then be playoff eligible anymore, right? It's done. No, you can as long as they were waived by uh, March 1st. So if they're waived before then, you can still sign them, and they can be on your playoff roster. But so that those are the players available for us. Or if Aaron, would, you, would you legitimately want Isaiah Thomas, dude? He, I don't he see where it hurt. Ball, I I can't. Oh, with I do, just I just don't, don't just don't play Brad Wanamaker. Just please don't do it. Yeah. Like it, what's gonna suck when the playoffs come around and it's like it's gonna be like a, a huge game five or something, and Brad Wanamaker is gonna score like twelve points in a row for some reason. You know what I think should happen? I think that. If everyone's healthy, that the second team – I think that Gordon Hayward should be the point guard in the second team. Absolutely. There's no question about that. I, I've, I think, like you – can't, You can't make Smart be the primary offensive player on the second team because he's going to just hook him up. Hayward's a good passer. He can drive and dish. And, and, it, and, yeah, he can probably play in the crunch time too, but I want him to be, like, the leader of that second team. And he can play point guard. He's shown it many times in the past. Yeah, I think – it's going to be nice with, if all four guys are playing during the playoffs between Hayward, Brown, Tatum, Kemba. I mean, you can – as long as two of those guys are on the floor or, like, if it's Tatum, at least have the second guy be smart. Yeah. But I don't, I don't think there's ever a reason to have Brad Wanamaker in the game during the playoffs because – And you he have guys like to be fair. I'd rather play Romeo. Over right, I'd rather play Romeo. I think Time Lord will get some minutes. I think um, – I think, Yeah, I'm talking about just that point guard, really. Right. right. I, I think like, Sammy Odre can just take his minutes, too. Okay, yeah, I no one that doesn't is a Celtics fan gives a fuck about Shimmy Ojale, but I do want to talk about him real quick. Is he any good at all? Or I, I think he's he can shoot I think, the ball because I see he, him get slandered online, and I don't really get it. Or is it just something that I'm not getting? I feel like he's fine as no, he's your fucking eleventh man. <laughs> yeah, no, and he he had, he he won us the game in Cleveland that night. 
He he had like 22 points. Shemi Ojale has been shooting like 37% from three. Dude, he's that's the thing. a good I've been, bench player. I've been seeing him get slandered online, and I don't get it at all. I All right, okay, I'm happy that I'm not the only one that's that thinks that he's fine. No. All right, I'm but, cool with Semi being a playoff rotation guy. Sure. Yeah, like eight minutes a game, max. As but, long as Brad Wanamaker is like in the locker room when the games are happening. All right. What is one transaction you wish the Celtics had made this year, whether it be a draft pick, a trade, or a free agency pickup? Um, yeah, I, I really do like Grant Williams. At the same time, how cool would it be if instead of Grant Williams, we had Thibault on our roster? Yeah. Like yep. Thibault next to Smart playing out. That, that, that's the one move I wish they would have made instead yep. of Grant Williams. It was Thibault. I'm not joking. I was literally going to say the exact same thing. Which I still think Grant Williams is going to be like a good yeah. NBA player in a few years. Yep. Um, and it, like for right now, though, Thibault would probably help more. But in like two or three years, I could see Grant Williams being like a starting power forward, like averaging 10 and 10. Sure. And then uh, before we get to our true or false segment, there's just one more general question. Other than the Kawhi, Paul George, Anthony Davis, which offseason player movement has made the biggest impact on the league this this year? Hmm. That's a really good question. Um, I don't know, like, as far as the Lakers go, I feel like it's obvious with the, the Davis. So, like, you talk, said you can't really count that. Yeah, besides, um, obviously, the, you, you say those three first. Or you probably wouldn't even say Paul George. But. Yeah, I I feel like Westbrook to And yeah, the, yes. I don't sorry. I don't want really want to do Westbrook or Paul either. Sorry. I'm just <laughs> You want to count up Butler as well? Yes. <laughs> so okay. I, basically, I say, basically what I'm trying to say is Malcolm Brogdon. Malcolm but, Brogdon. But I think I but, put, I put Bogdan Bogdanovich in there as well. Oh yeah, Bojan. Bojan, not Bog, Bogdan. Bogdan's on the uh, Kings. Yeah, no, no, yeah that's sorry. great. Bojan Bogdanovich gets fucking buckets. I love that guy. Uh, oh, by the way, it happened again. Uh, th- last week, there was a stat line, 36 points, zero in every other category. Who? Oh, oh, for, for Bojan? No, it was someone else. It was uh, – oh, 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 no. I like it was, I it was Ter- Terrence Ross or Norman Powell? Terrence Ross. There we Terrence go. Terrence Ross, yeah. 36, <laughs> zero, zero, zero. <laughs> Those was, are my favorite plays. But, yeah, I, I think that Butler and, and Brogdon are honestly pretty comparable. Because I don't know, I I I don't, I don't think that, like Butler's obviously the better player, but in terms of the impact to that team, they're both the four, the five seed. Um, Brogdon carried that offense, or him and him, or carried that the guards for the Pacers until Oladipo came back. And I, and as if you listen to the podcast, you know how much I love uh, Malcolm Brogdon. Yeah, you're a big Malcolm Brogdon guy, and I um, really don't know why. I just really like him. I, I, think he's okay. I mean, he's good. He's a great player. Do you have any other ones? Yeah. Or do you want to go to my true false segment? Um, I, I think DeAndre Jordan to the Nets because he, he was, I think I heard he's the sole reason for the coach yeah. being fired. Yeah. Cause like KD, KD and Kyra are like, Oh, you're, you're being mean to my boy. Get out of here, dude. He's also the sole reason that they didn't go to the Knicks. Yeah. J- Jared Allen, Jared Allen needs to get out of there. That's going to come up my true or false. All right. So we got some breaking news coming into the, uh, to the program mid show here. So. We got a little signal there. Um, according to sources, Sports Illustrated and Woe GSPN, the NBA will reportedly make a decision to continue the season without fans in arenas or suspend games until further notice. Wait, hold on. Repeat that. They won't make a decision? The NBA will reportedly make a decision continuing the oh, games okay. without fans or suspending games overall. So we're, So you're reporting that a report is coming out. 
that I'm report I'm reporting that they're not going to allow anyone to the games, or they're not going to happen for the foreseeable future. No, that's not what that report says. It says that they're about to release that. Yeah, right? well, it's essentially them breaking news saying it's going to happen. Wow. That, okay, so oh, you know, let's let's just jump into that right now. Since since that breaking news came, I was going to end the show on the Corona talk, but as everyone knows, unless you live, unless you don't have a phone, you sit in a, a closet and only listen to this podcast. There was a global pandemic about the coronavirus. It has led to the cancellation of Coachella. It has led to there being no fans at, at, um, at any of the NCAA tournament games other than close family and you know, people close to the team. Oh, what else has it canceled? I mean, it, it shut down St. Patty's Day parades in Boston and Worcester. Basically, the whole fucking world is afraid of this, of this disease. So I just have a couple coronavirus-related questions to you, Squid. How would you personally feel playing in an empty arena? How do you think it affects the players mentally? I think that that's it takes away first of all all the home court advantage. So that makes the Sixers a, a title contender again. Um, <laughs> Wait, it makes them uh, not. A- <laughs> well, they're they're really bad on the road. That's their knock. So if they don't, I know, but that. they're great at home. True. So well, they're just gonna we'll balance see. out. It's gonna balance. They're gonna be a five hundred team. Fair. fair. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> with all that aside, I had to obviously I had to sneak my Sixers slander in there every once in a while. But uh, I do think it's probably an issue for one the NCAA tournament. Those kids that finally make it there, like after four years, they're a senior. Their team was finally good, and this is for college in general. Thinking like, wow, they're not gonna be able to play in arenas during March Madness. And then you look at the NBA. And I think that it might they might take it less on them because these are just regular season games that matter, which obviously sucks. You're going to play an empty arena, but at the same time, I think they're going to end up moving these games to like practice facilities or something along those lines. So I was watching um, the PSG Borussia Dortmund game today, the Champions League, and they played in front of a completely empty stadium in France, and it sucks. Like not hearing the crowd, especially in soccer, where you can like feel the buildup. And, like, when you hear the shot, you hear the gasp, then you hear the sighs after it misses or the cheers when it goes in. It really takes away from the moment. And, obviously, for the players, they're focused. They're, you know, they're, they have the utmost focus. But to the, the fan experience, even watching at home, it kind of sucks. And, honestly, it's going to lead to a – obviously, the economy's already slipped into a slight depression based off of not just this, but the, uh, the oil price sale wars that's going on in Saudi Arabia. But this is going to lead to a lot of, like, local communities – losing out on so much money and a lot of people like losing out on work and a lot of great families losing out on incredible experiences, like once in a lifetime experiences, like you said, especially for like the mid majors. So this is really just a beat now, like a, and I know that we are the furthest things away from like health, health professionals, but is no, I'm not even going to ask a question. I was going to ask if it's an overreaction, but is, is this, the, is this a case of better safe than sorry? Cause I personally think it is. I think so. Yeah. I mean, I'm interested because, like, if they're going to shut it down, it's not like we have, like, a cure for it right now or a way to stop. Like, it's still going to spread because people are – I mean, I so I, I – like, if they're going to do this, it seems like it's going to be for a long time. Exactly. That's the thing. I think they're – because it's going to get much worse before it gets any better. Like, I've, they're in – like, China's – it's getting worse. Core, uh, Italy is under full quarantine. No one can come in or leave the country. Really, like, the only places that haven't released their, um, their numbers are sketchy places like Russia, who obviously will hide – if they have any outbreak. So it's going to get significantly worse before it gets any better, especially since we have severely incompetent leadership up top with like with Trump and those motherfuckers. Um, so I, this is, again, 
not to get political, but it's going to get much worse before it gets any better. So I think that <laughs> what you're, I got, I got, I got to cut you off for a second. Your, your, your no politics on Twitter has been elite. That, I'm loving it. I'm loving it because people are calling you out for like get politics on my timeline, and then you tweet something out that's clearly political, but say not political. And I've just started like anytime I can tweet you, I'm just gonna be like, Matt, what do you think? This isn't a political comment, even though it could be. It's just hilarious. This world is. Again, I said before, this world is broken. You should be depressed. The, the media wants you to be sad. But nevertheless, I think that preventative measures are good. And I'm not being personally affected by it. So obviously, I'm, I, 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 uh, you know, I'm not affected by that bias. So I, yeah, I'd be bummed out if I was a team like, uh, I don't know, what's it, like Northern Kentucky that just made the, the, final, like the tournament for the first time in a while. That, that sucks. Right. Yeah, that's terrible. I mean, this sucks. It's a very bad timing, obviously. Um, not shocking it's happening during an election because uh, you know if it gets handled well and, like, a month from it's gone or something or it's like the U.S. is figuring it out, Trump should be like, well, look what I did. I got rid of coronavirus. Oh, I'm Donald Trump from orange. Um, yeah, it Trump's sucks. The goat. Trump's the goat. It really sucks. Um, okay, what's – what? No, I, I mean – it for me, like, am I gonna get a refund on my ticket? I spent 120 bucks on a bucks ticket. <laughs> I'm for, sure you will. Uh, you, you definitely right. will. It sucks. Um, so, what uh, what sport do you think it makes the least difference? Um, it's a good question. I mean, baseball. Uh, yeah. Well, I I, I you think can't so, just feel so many, momentum in baseball. I feel right, and so many are, so many are also quiet. Like stadiums are already quiet as is, but the one I think is least effective is hockey. Because I mean, I played hockey, and like when you're on the what? ice, you're not really, you, you don't you don't look up into the stands when you're playing hockey. It's like you're on the it's ice is like so isolated from the actual stands. There's glass in the way. There's like I think it's different. Well, I think in hockey, yes, because hockey is like the main sport where there isn't a home field advantage. Like if you look at just like from a number standpoint, because it's a, it's a it's a sport where. You know, sixty. This is my classic hockey take that sixty to seventy percent of the game is fucking random, and that just a random bouncer and everyone in the world agree with me. It's a lucky. It's a random bounce. So this is where you have things like remember when like the Kings won the Stanley Cup as like an eight seed like five six years ago. You don't get that in any other sport. So um, I don't think home field advantage matters that much. But I think for just like the experience in the game, like I remember when the the Bruins were playing the uh, uh, the Maple Leafs. Like those games up up there in Toronto or up, or up in Montreal, those games are fucking insane. And yes, I guess it doesn't make yeah, that big wild. of an impact on the actual outcome of the game. But yeah, I, I think hockey is actually. I think hockey and baseball probably would be the best ones. Baseball the half one the people are just drinking I'm, anyway. Yeah, I, I'm interested to see if these commissioners are gonna like decide like, hey, I know there's no fans here, let's pump in crowd noise. They won't. <laughs> What's the point of that? I mean, like, setting a level, like, you can have it this high when your team scores. And, like, I don't know. Because are the players really going to want to be able to, like, basically be heard on everything they say? I guess that would be co- good for the viewers at home to be able to hear all the shit talking that's happening. Like, you, the people that are – like, the, pe- the marketing people that get hired for these teams, this is, like, their time to shine. This is, like, the way they can get most creative. Like, okay, we have no fans. What else can we do to make this a cool experience and want to watch these games? Because like right. I'll, be, I'll be so bored if it's just literally just dead quiet and like what what sport does it make the most difference? I think it's I think basketball or football. I think I, basketball. I think basketball far and away. Like right, just picture Mike Breen, like 
you know, his classic yeah. bang. Like he's he's gonna be yelling to an empty arena, and all the players are gonna be like, "Dude, shut up, Mike." I think like uh, I think momentum exists the least in football, just because of how it, like the stop and go nature. Besides, baseball is kind of the an, outli- an outlier in all of this, but just in terms of, like the stop and go nature of, of football, having the idea of momentum is uh, it's kind of more it's kind of tougher to quantify. Whereas, God, I lost my spot. But but like in basketball, you can you can feel it in the crowd, like those runs, the uh, the time. Basically, any time Brad Stevens isn't taking a timeout is when you know that there is like <laughs> momentum in the building. So I think basketball is when the experience will be felt the like the the loudest. Yeah, for I mean I I can agree with that. That's it's true. I and and basketball is one of those sports where it's like when a team gets going, especially like a great shooting team like the Warriors, it's like those three start following the crowd oh, yeah. is going nuts. And it's like you can't stop that downhill train, even with a timeout. The only thing so is, like, in football with no fans, a place like the Superdome or like uh, you know Indi- Indianapolis or, or Lambeau, where it's so fucking loud, and that it makes it so like the opposing team's quarterback can't hear their plays. That's that's definitely a major difference. So, uh, I guess I just talked myself into a circle. Let's move on to the next question. What NBA I'm team? What? I'm wondering if it's going to make a difference in how the players actually play. Yeah, I guess, yeah, because a lot of a lot of basketball and a lot of soccer uh, is showmanship. Like you want to do the pretty play that gets the crowd like going crazy, or in hockey too. All right, so what NBA team would have the uh, will have the largest disadvantage for the lack of a home crowd? Um, I think it's Toronto. Oh, for sure. I oh that that could be good for us. Yeah, and 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 the Celtics. Our fans are crazy too. I think honestly, yeah, those we're, two we're, teams. I feel like we're not bad on the road, though. So, like, I feel like we could play anywhere and win on any floor. I don't think that Toronto's bad on the road either. Yeah, I. You're, you're they right. Have a be- I th- they have a better record than we do on the road. True. I mean, I, I don't. I just don't know what team. Like, I feel like teams that are, are like those big momentum teams, like the lit. I think this is the best for the Clippers, honestly, because it was looking like they could potentially play seven away games. Yeah, yeah I was gonna say Lakers, that. So <laughs> yeah. No one's there. I mean, I think. And Kawhi just playing in silence. Kawhi doesn't need any fan energy. He's fine whether he's getting shit talked to him or people are cheering him on. He doesn't give a shit. Kawhi's going to become that, the best player of all time. Yeah, he just play in silence and have like headphones, like some AirPods and just ball. <laughs> this is ridiculous. LeBron's going to hate it so much. All right. Any other coronavirus talks or should we just let this guy play out? This is, this is LeBron's nightmare. LeBron loves having people watching him. All right. And yeah, this is a nightmare. I'm, I'm slandering your king. Shut the fuck up. All right. Let's end the show with – I have a bunch of true or false questions. This will probably take us a while. So, all you got to answer, true or false. We'll start off with this one first. The 2020 Summer Olympics will not take place or they will be postponed. Postponed. So, true. True. So true. 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 Yep. That would be just the – oh, man. The Summer Olympics is so good. They're going to have golf. They have soccer, basketball. Oh, my God. Gymnastics too, right? Swimming, gymnastics. I don't give a fuck about gymnastics. All of those are great. Gymnastics, I was watching because right before um, the Arnold Palmer Invitational came on to CB, uh, on, on NBC last Sunday when I was watching, like leading up to it, it's like the bones leading into NBA Thursday on TNT. But it was gymnastics. I was watching. I'm like, these people are fucking incredible. How could they do that shit? But yeah, um, I would be so – Women's World Cup too. The Women's World Cup is this year? Oh, yeah, it is Sorry, not. Year. No, it's not this year. 
Olympic, the, women's Olympic soccer. Yeah, yeah. and then uh, the Euros will probably be canceled as well, the Euro 2020. That sucks. Which is the second best soccer tournament in the world. So that fucking blows. God damn it, coronavirus. I'm, I'm really – this guy's really starting to tick me off. All right, true or false, let's get to some actual basketball questions. The Thunder would be better than both the Clippers and the Rockets this year if, they're, if the trades weren't made. False. And uh, do you have any reasoning? Because Chris, Chris Paul and Harden would have figured it out. All right, all right. And do you think they'd be better than the Clippers? No, because if Shea Gilgis was with Kawhi, I still think they'd be really good. Because wasn't I, Gallo there too? They'd have Gallo and yeah. Shea Gilgis. I'd rather have Gallo yeah. and Shea Gilgis than Paul George. <laughs> so I think that – because I was thinking about this trade for a while or I was thinking about that question for a while because could it possibly have just been a win-win-win? It, it maybe. I mean – well, mainly I because think no, I, I know you think I know you think that Paul George going is is a, is a, you rather have Gallo and Shea, okay, but with you my hate aside, Paul George be, is actually good. But yes, like. obviously, everyone knows that you're the fucking wrong person on that one. But also, Kawhi wouldn't have gone there without PG. So That's I think true. I think this true. was the ultimate win-win-win. Yes, the Rockets could have definitely been, still been good with Harden and Chris Paul, but I don't know. I think the Rockets are a lot more exciting this year, even though they they've been slipping lately. Uh, your Kings, uh, they, they fell behind the Thunder in the, in the West. Um, I, I still enjoy watching the Rockets these past couple of months more than I have probably the past three or four years. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Well, it's, it's interesting. It, it could be a win-win-win. You're right. All righty. The Mavericks could take the Clippers to seven games. False. False. Okay, <laughs> I'm happy. <laughs> so that I, I saw some tweet that's, that was like, oh, my God. Imagine, like, we get a first-round matchup of Paul George, uh, Luka Doncic, Kristaps Porzingis, Kawhi Leonard. What a, what a hell of a first-round matchup. I'm like, the Clippers are going to win in five games. <laughs> right. On the <laughs> other hand, I think if, the, if it was that's flipped around and it was Denver versus the Mavs, I think Denver could beat them. I mean, I think the Mavs could beat them. Yeah, I think that the Clippers, like, they've been on a roll lately. They're 7-3 and three in their last 10. But they, been, they did lose to the Lakers, but they've been beating some good teams. And the Clippers are really – they uh, – the loss of the Lakers was actually their first loss of the year when everyone was healthy. They were ten and zero prior to that. Wow. I like, you know, with all of them on with like Paul George, Kawhi, Montrez, um, Lou, Pat Bev. So I sense. think that that really goes right into my next question. A non LA team will make the Western Conference Finals. Um, probably false. It's false. I know that you've been yeah. keeping up the Rockets, but bad lately. And though, and the, it's really Houston playing badly. The Jazz have been good, but a uh, God, no, I'm not believing the Jazz. Everyone knows our opinions on the Nuggets. It, I would be shocked at if if neither, if the, if that wasn't the Western Conference Finals. Would you be? No, I'd be. I mean, yes, you're right. No, the only team that I legitimately think has a puncher's chance by punchers, I mean, like a one percent chance, is the Rockets. All right, yeah, just because of the star power, or yeah, just because of the star power. I know. Oh God, but I don't. I don't know. I th- I think they'd have a much better chance of beating the Clippers than they would the Lakers. Okay, and, and that's just Fair. because of, like I said before, I don't think the Rockets could do absolutely anything for Anthony Davis. Whereas, whereas the Clippers could go small ball or have Zubox score 36 points a game against them. All right. Montrez. All right, next one. Anthony Davis is the best player LeBron has ever played with. False. Dwayne Wade? Yeah, like, abs- like first year prime, prime D Wade. Uh, I don't know, man. 
I, I would have to. It's it's obviously they're contrasting styles. They're two different LeBrons, first of all, that they played with. Different supporting casts. Both two very good supporting casts. Different positions. I don't know. Just as a one one on one player, Ailey Davis might end up being the better player. I'm I'm know. not there with Anthony Davis like you are. I don't know why. All right, fair enough. You go false. I go true. The Nuggets are one all-star away from being perennial title contenders. Depends on what that all-star I, is. Exactly. I was thinking a guy like like um, um, an average – not an average all-star because obviously he's above average, but a guy like Chris Middleton, like a wing no. score, a wing score. So if, if, if you put Chris Middleton on the Nuggets, they're not a title contender? No. <laughs> no. Chris, Mil- uh, okay. Chris Middleton is so overrated. Squid, what the fuck are you talking about? Dude, he falls apart every time they need him. That's just. Did you watch that Lakers Lakers Bucks game? Uh no, I was so fucking drunk. Dude, Chris Middleton's <laughs> like the definition of a front runner. Anytime Giannis has it going, he does, and if he's not, he's just like when Giannis is playing like shit. So is Middleton. I don't get it. I'm gonna bring up Chris Middleton's stats real quick. I mean, he's been good this year. I just, dude, the what the what the Nuggets need is like a iso isolation. Like, I'm gonna. I'm gonna like get the ball, and there's nothing you can do about me getting his bucket right now. And they Chris don't Milton have is uh, 21, six and four on fifty uh, percent from the field. Wow, he is. Oh my God, he's point one percentage away from a 50, 40, 90. He's at forty nine point nine, forty one point eight, ninety point eight free throw. Let's 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 bring those stats back up in the playoffs. <laughs> okay. I, the Nuggets need a guy that can get a bucket anytime you ask. So what? Okay, so what's the the lowest player that would make them a title contender? I think that I could mean, it be Michael Porter Jr. It, it, yes, yes, because I think Michael Porter Jr. at his ceiling is like is like what like Tatum and Paul George are right now. All right, all right. So what what player? Any anyone that comes to mind? I know it's a tough question. I I pro I would honestly probably say like Paul George. All right, all right. Or like G- Jimmy Butler or something, like a tough bucket getter. Okay. I have like four or five more. With John right. Wall returning, the Wizards can fight for a top, top six seed next year. Um, it, it depends what version of John Wall we're getting. That was a rough injury, but I, I'm going to say false. If we, I think if, like if seven we get or 70% of what John Wall, John Wall at his peak was. Okay, you know, you know I'll give it to you. Oh, dude, no, no, because the East is going to be loaded next year. Yeah, I chose six for a reason because we yeah. have the six right now, and then we get Kevin Durant <laughs> joins us. Although we'll see what the Sixers are next year with, with with what they have for an off season. What team would you say the top six in the East would have the you say would have the biggest chance to implode? Would it be the East? Uh, it's Jesus Christ, the Sixers. Um, yeah, I would say the Sixers just because I mean they're gonna have to they're gonna try, probably try to offload the Horford or Tobias contract. Um, I don't know. They then, should not. They should not be trying to offload Tobias' contract. That guy, maybe not Tobias, really but good. definitely Horford. And then, yeah. like, they're probably. I wouldn't be shocked if they moved on from Embiid or Simmons for in a trade. And then the other team, I would say, I don't. Like, it really depends what Brooklyn is when they get back. I feel like they're going to be the most dysfunctional team of all time. Yeah, they definitely are. Um, oh, perfect. A Brooklyn question. So with Katie and Kyrie returning, the Nets should trade Karis Levert or Jared Allen this offseason. True. Get rid of both of them. And what are you what are you trying to get with by trading those two? I think the the first thing the Nets are going to need is like a stretch five because yeah. right now they have like legit centers, but they don't have like a four. I mean, Katie's a th- 
if KD's going to play a three, kind of like LeBron, they're going to need a stretch five. So, like a, like a Paul Millsap type. Paul Millsap or like Aaron Baines, maybe? Yeah, right. Something, something Obviously, he's a, he's a center, but Aaron Baines might be the best player in the NBA. <laughs> like a, a big man that can step outside and shoot the three. One of our buddies like- in, our gr- in our group chat the other day texted us saying, it's crazy, Daniel Tice is literally better than Aaron Baines. And then the same night, Aaron Baines went for 36 points, <laughs> nine threes, and 18 rebounds. <laughs> He's legitimately good. I know we started off the season talking a lot about the Suns. Obviously, they've tailed off, but he's he's having a hell of a year. And could you imagine the Boston Celtics had Aaron Baines this year instead of Cantor? Oh my god, nice. we'd be title favorites. Just I'm all those done. Cantor minutes. We're going to, we're going to Baines. Oh my gosh. Sorry, if I, if I had Sorry, one Bank. rocket, if I had a rocket and I could load two people in it, I would shoot Cantor and Brad Wanamaker to the Sun. <laughs> all right. Uh. Excuse me. No, they, also the Nets, if they can make that trade, I think getting another shooter just to put around them because yeah. like Joe Harris and like maybe like, a, I don't know, just one of those types, just a shooter. Like Bertans? Oh, well, that's that, what I was thinking. I was, I was thinking, thinking, I was thinking like a, like a Levert and Allen for Bertans and probably not a, a put my baby boy Bertans I, on that team. That he would be, dude, fucking, oh my God. Imagine a team of the shooting, the spacing with, Bertans, Kyrie, Joe Harris, and Kevin Durant. Oh, my God. <laughs> the only thing stopping him would be themselves. I mean, yeah, literally. Bert- yeah, Bertans is actually going to – I think he's going to be pretty decent next to uh, – Bill Bill loves Bertans. Did you see that clip the other day of uh, Bill passing him at three, and then he turned around and, like, fist pumped before Bertans even shot it? No, I didn't. And Bertans buried it, and it, it was pretty sick. Look it up if you get a chance. <laughs> All, right. All right, two more questions. Which team has a better chance of cracking the playoffs in the West, the Wolves or the Pelicans next year? Ooh, I'm. Um, I think. I mean, considering I health, everybody, Pelicans. everybody healthy, and I think, I think the, it's Pelicans, the Pelicans. Well, but I, do you think the Pelicans can keep can hold on to Ingram and Lonzo? And, and who do you yeah. think they should get rid of? If, they both no, or Drew or Drew too. Lonzo I, has one more year though, doesn't he? Oh, does he? Yeah, yeah. I th- oh, yeah. He yeah. does. He does. No, yeah, Drew. I, so they had to sign Ingram to a max. Yeah, and so so do they get rid of Ingram or do they get rid of Drew? I think they get rid of JJ Redick. Well, he's on a one-year. He's gone. Right, so he's off the book. So I think they hold on to him all, honestly. Yeah, I would have to look at the cap situation closer. I think, I think they'd be able to hold on to him all, which means that they'll have the bird rights on all of them so they can take them all. But I do think they probably have a higher sailing than the T-Wolves. I, I do think they'll be in the playoffs at the same time. I mean, with Cat there and D'Lo playing and then Malik Beasley, uh, Jared Culver, they're actually building something in Minnesota finally. And I, I want to see – I know that Phoenix probably wouldn't want to, but – how much is it going to cost to get Booker? I don't know. That would be the worst defensive team probably in the history of the game. Every single one of those Wolves games would be 165 to 168. But I don't know. I think you got to poke and just see if you can trade, like, you know, two first-round picks and Culver for Booker. I think it's worth, you know, at least asking. Yeah. I, we'll, we'll, we'd see if they, maybe they would, but I doubt it. All right. The last question, then we'll wrap up. If Golden State gets back to form and they're in the playoffs next year, which team uh, currently in the Western Conference, other than the Grizzlies, could be the team that falls out? Um, that's a really good question. Let's see. I'm looking. Uh, I maybe Houston. It's I, I mean, it's a tough question. I know. I feel like it depends on what Houston because I, I could see like if Houston doesn't make the conference finals or finals, they, I could see him firing the coach and that being just dismantled. Um, that could go to shit really quickly in Houston. I would not be shocked at all. Um, Who has also, the better viability for just next year, the Oklahoma City Thunder or the Utah Jazz? 
Dude, I I think Shea, Shea Gilders is special. I I think the Jazz another year. Chris Paul again uh, again older. You know, Conley's still there, taking up a lot of cap space. I don't know. I feel like the Jazz might just implode on themselves this offseason. I wouldn't be shocked at that either. They're, yeah. I mean, I think there's there's real chance that, like, one of the, one of these teams in the West is just going to, like, break and basically end their, like, which yeah. is why I think it will be the Rockets eventually. Maybe it will be this season. Maybe it will be the next. But eventually the Rockets will be like, all right, this isn't working. We're trading everyone and rebuilding. Yeah, they, they fire Daryl Morey. They go scorched earth and just start from scratch. Which scares the absolute balls out of me if they were to trade one of those players and put them next to Steph and Clay because they will have a spot. Wow. Um, <laughs> yeah. Harden, right. Stephen Clay. <coughs> I think the main thing that this conversation uh, made me realize is that, yes, we have the playoffs coming up, and they're going to be great playoffs, but next year is going to be just as good. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be just as good at the same time uh, if we're all here next year. Exactly. Hopefully we don't, we don't die. We don't all die from coronavirus. Or hopefully we do all die, depending on your stance on life and, and everything. Right now, I'm, I'm also – we we need we need these this to get better better sooner because we really do want to see crowds at games and like people to be able to go out and normalize because this is terrifying yeah this is not great so our uh prayers are up our thoughts are there i don't really pray but my thoughts are with the victims of the coronavirus people uh italy is pretty fucked up hey be don't be stupid wash your hands don't touch your face um stay home if you're feeling sick and uh yeah, just listen to our podcast. Yeah, that's that. Our, our viewers are going to go up significantly. So, yeah. All right. Thank you all for listening. Follow us on Twitter at Mild Takes Pod. We will see you next week. Thank you. Next week, we're going to touch on March Madness, too. Yes, sir.